Are you a small business owner looking to scale your business and your profits? Are you looking for strategies to find balance in your life as an entrepreneur? Stay tuned while Craig Staley, founder of HG Site Design, a website design and marketing agency, shares strategies from successful small business owners, authors, and experts on how to do just that. Let's join Craig as he explores how we can all take our businesses to the next level on the Small Business School Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back to the Small Business School podcast. So glad to have you. My guest today is Lavender Menakaya. She is the owner of Lavender Organizes out of Alexandria, Virginia. And when I bumped into Lavender on online, I checked out her website and I thought, oh my goodness, she can organize a house, just declutters and makes everything just look so clean and nice and neat. You know, she has great before and after photos on her website. And I thought, I've got to have her on the podcast. I think it'll be an interesting story. What I didn't expect is I I thought she would tell us some stories about how to roll your socks or organize a drawer. And she does some of that. But what I didn't expect is what she does for her clients beyond organizing. She's a family counselor and a therapist and and a friend to these people who may have been keeping stuff because it holds some sentimental value or they believe it holds a sentimental value. And, and she's helping them let go of these items that maybe are, are cluttering their house. And, and once they do, I think you know, it seems like it's more freeing for them, you know, so she's providing a much bigger service than just decluttering someone's house or organizing someone's house. So I always say everyone I interview has a great story. And and that is for sure true today with my guest, Lavender Menakaya. All right, I'd like to welcome my next guest. It's Lavender Menakaya owner of Lavender Organizes. How are you today, Lavender? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us today. Can you just, before we get started, give a little bit of your personal background for the audience? Yeah, so I guess my personal background is I come from a family of doctors, but my father, my uncles, my cousins, everyone, are, everyone's doctors. Wow. But me, I chose a different path. You know, I decided to study business administration, and then I'm now a professional organizer. You know, so it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a hard choice, but the expectations are pretty, pretty high. Is there expectations in your family that, hey, you know, we're all doctors, you need to be a doctor too? Was, oh, yeah. that, was there some pressure? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was after you um, graduate from high school, doctor, lawyer, or doctor, you know? <laughs> Those are the so, three uh, options. Yeah, three options. And so, I mean, it was kind of a bit of a struggle, but later on, I kind of figured this is my life. I'm going to do what. I'm good at and what I love and that's professional organizing. That's awesome. That's you got to do what makes you happy. Right. So you, you talk about your business as a professional organizing business and we've we've never had a professional organizing business on the podcast. So I'm really interested, you know, how did you find out you had this, you know, talent and this gift of organizing and how did you decide to start this business? Yeah, so I think I found out about it when I was living with a roommate and I was about to get my first place and I was so excited. So after I saw my first place, I literally, you know, just got like a notepad and I drew my studio and then I put the bed there and, put, you know, so I kind of just 
made a whole plan of how my studio would look like to perfection, you know, and then I, it was like, it was like this little drawing. And then I moved in about a year later and my drawing to what I have now was perfect. You know, the bed was right where I wanted it to be. The doors were right there, the nightstand, everything. So everything that just fit perfectly. I've always been the person that makes my bed every day when I wake up, you know, it's almost like brushing your teeth. I cannot leave the house without making my bed. It's just really, really bad. And then like, I remember growing up, I would always, you know, have my clothes out before going to um, school and from like literally from the hair bow to the outfit to the shoes. Everything was ready. Everything was ready. And that's how it is to this day. So it's something that comes natural to me that kind of just fell into my lap. I, you know, there was an opening, you know, and I mean, I guess there was a need, not an opening, but I decided to do it. How long have you had your business? About three years now. Three years. Yeah. So was there any... I can't figure out the timeline, you know, in my head for sure. Cause everything blends together. It seems like, but did you notice the trend with like Marie Kondo and that type of stuff? And that's what brought you into the business or were you kind of about the same time as that, that show came out or after? I mean, and it's, it's almost sad to say this, but when I started my business, I didn't even know who Con Marie was, you know? Yeah. It's, that's bad. Right. <laughs> I didn't know who she was. And everyone was just like, come Marie, come Marie. I'm just like, who's this come Marie? And then that's when I went on, Googled her. And she's like this popular, famous. Organizing guru. Yeah. But, but, you know, I went, I went in it not knowing who she was. And around that time frame, that's kind of when, so it was just all online. You know, it just happened just like that. I mean. You might've just naturally hit that wave of, of, you know, her, cause I, I know, I watched the show and I mean, I like things organized, but you know, I don't roll my socks perfectly in my drawer and you know, they're not sorted by color or anything like that, but it was just, it was interesting. And I think it was kind of an interesting moment in time where a lot of people kind of jumped on that trend. And that's kind of cool that you got in about the same time. Yeah. I mean, like I was always the person to roll my body cloths and roll my towels and then just make sure that, you know, my socks are, folded inside the, the folding organizer. Like I've always been that way. You know, I, I thought it was just, I thought everyone was organized like that, you know, until I became, until I became an organizer and that's not the case. Yeah. Until you got into <laughs> other people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think it does for your clients when you organize their space? What do you, what do you think that does for them? Yeah. I mean, it improves their sleep. It improves their stress level. It improves arguments you know, in the relationship, you know, there's so many houses where I go to and, you know, one spouse maybe is a bit messier than the other. And then the other doesn't know how to just tell the other one, like, look, you know, you're very disorganized in terms of argument. So a lot can come out of hiring a professional organizer. I mean, it does wonders. That's awesome. What are maybe three tips or a couple tips that you could give our listeners on maybe some ideas of how to keep a better organized home or office? So I would say try to declutter three times within the year. So we're talking mm -hmm. about winter, fall, and summer. You know, so when the seasons change, it's time to sort of go through your clothes, you know, go through the kitchen. Just look at everything. Have I used this? You know, can this come into this season? Do I, do I really need this or do I want this? So that's definitely step one. And then the other step is, try to give at least weekly or monthly. So for example, if you go to the store and you buy like a dress, okay, so when you come back home, something's going out, whether it's a pair of socks or a pair of books, 
you know, and then the other thing is create donation beds or donation baskets in every room, you know, so just, you know, every day, just, you know, throw something in there that you haven't used and then weekly just drop it off at um, Goodwill or any nonprofit, you know, like Salvation Army, the thrift store, you know, make it a habit. Do you have like a rule of thumb for decluttering of like, you know, if you haven't used this item in X amount of time, in your mind, when is what is that time frame that you should be thinking about getting rid of it if you haven't used it in X time frame? I'll say five years. Five years. Okay, that's yeah. that's reasonable. I thought you were gonna yeah. say like three months or something uh, like that. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, think some people like some people die, you know, and then yeah. you don't want to give away that shirt and you're not ready, you know. So I mean it's it's just it's all about your comfort level. Five years is usually when you can come back around and be like, I don't really need this. You know, I, I, I'm over my ex, you know, what I have a shirt. And that's usually something that for a lot of people doesn't really happen right away, three months or four months, you know, it takes time. It's like a healing process. It's a letting go process. So I'll say about five years. You know, I didn't think about it till now, but I'm sure that you go into some jobs where you're kind of like a therapist and a psychiatrist and uh a family counselor all, all in one, because like you said, there's, there's all these, this push and pull maybe in a relationship of, we got to keep this or we should get rid of this. And, you know, I, I've had my boyfriend shirt, like you mentioned, you know, my ex-boyfriend for three years, you know, so you're, you're probably helping them through that. Oh yeah. I mean, I changed so much lives, especially before COVID, you know, a lot of people were kind of I don't, I don't like to say drowning in their homes, but, you know, you couldn't even walk in a straight path from the door to the kitchen, you know, so I was able to sort of, you know, declutter a lot of people's homes to the point, you know, when COVID came, we had to spend like a year in our homes, you know, so had I not helped them out, they would have been living in amount of clutter for so long, you know, it, it changes the energy and makes the energy lighter, you know, it, it's healthy, you know, you feel better. And, you know, and a lot of people, they're scared to buy people over because of how their house looks. And, you know, so it does a lot for the, um, a lot for the mind and the soul. That's awesome. So have you ever been contacted for a job and just took a look at the job and said, this is too big. This is too much clutter. I'm not interested. No, I haven't. Okay. No, at least not yet. (laughs) So can you describe the biggest job that you've taken on? Yes, it's actually one that I'm actually doing now. And um, it was actually referred to me by another prominent realtor. So it's like, you know, I kind of want to do it to prove to her and myself that I can do it. You know, and I know I can do it. But so basically, I wouldn't call them a hoarder, but it's when you walk into the house, there's paper, like not doorknob level, you know, throughout the entire house. You know, it's in the kitchen, the bathroom. But it's, it's hard to walk through. It's on three levels with clothes. And I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, but there's sweet people that need help, you know, and they, they feel very comfortable with me and they know that, you know, by me helping them, they'll be okay. So they trust me, you know, so I'm ready to sort of help them and get them out of this, you know, situation. And yeah, so that's a big job. That's amazing. So you talked about, you know, you maybe got referred on, on that job by a realtor. Where do you find most of your clients? Is it, is it word of mouth and referrals or are you doing some marketing on top of that? Or, you know, what's, what's the best way for you to find clients right now? So when I started, you know, I was on like home advisors and Thumbstack and, you know, spending money for marketing. And now 
about 85% is like word of mouth or referrals. You know, I literally got like five emails today. And it starts off with my friend, so-and-so told me about you. So that's how it is now. So I've definitely cut back on marketing because I'm getting people contacting me, calling me, you know, so that it's amazing what word of mouth can do. Yeah, once it seems like you've built that reputation up and people have been, you know, happy with the results that they've gotten from you and, and it just kind of builds over time. What would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've faced in your business and what did you do to overcome it? I guess the big challenge was just myself. With this job, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of confidence, you know, and it's something sometimes, especially, you know, I'm Nigerian-American, you know, and we're already ingrained as little to become successful and to do everything at all costs. You know, there's no ifs about it. But, you know, just so to do something like this, where, like you said earlier, being a therapist, being a counselor all in one, you know, it, it takes a lot to be able to do that. So it's kind of like a fear to myself. Like, can I do this? You know, people really trust me. You know, like I walk to houses and I say, buy this, 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 and they, they listen, they do it. You know, I give them homework, they do it. So I think the biggest challenge is sometimes can be within yourself, you know, and proving that you can do it, even though there's a little voice saying, you know, what, what, who do you think you are? Like, <laughs> you step back a little bit, you know? So, so my, I'm my biggest, you know, challenge, but I've overcome that many times. That's awesome. I think we all have a hint of that imposter syndrome when we're trying something new or something bigger or something we've never done before. So what would you say on the opposite end of the spectrum? What has been the best moment in your business's history so far? The best is helping um, a lot of clients. So a lot of my clients are older people. They're like maybe in their 70s and you know they don't have kids. And some of them are older and they're worried about what will happen with all of my stuff, you know? And so I've helped a lot of older people to a point where they're more comfortable, they're more happier. They're no longer kind of worrying about what will happen to my stuff when I die, you know, because we're taking care of it now. One of my clients, she's 70, her mom, my 70 year old client's mom was uh, 99 years old. And I would come to the house every Sunday to see my client. And then the mom would talk to me on the phone, you know, and be like, thank you, Lavender, for helping my daughter. And, and you know, she's 99 years old, you know, so it, it felt so amazing to know that I was making this older woman happy by taking care of her daughter, 70, well, she's 76. I changed her life and, you know, people would tell her and I would hear that her mood changed, you know, she's happier now. She can invite people over. So I think just, you know, giving people a new life to start with, you know, and changing things, that's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It happens all the time. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, I think this is a great lesson for all of us, especially if we're a little bit younger. I'm sure over time, if you just let things go and you don't declutter, it builds and it builds and builds. And then one day you wake up and you're 75 years old and you have this house full of stuff that, you know, maybe some of it you haven't used in 30 years. So, I mean, it it is, you know, it's something you don't think about on a a very frequent basis, or at least I don't, you know, I know in our house, you know, every once in a while we're like, oh gosh, this closet's full. We got to get rid of some of this stuff. But, you know, if you don't do that over time, it's just going to build up. Yeah. I mean, majority of my clients, you know, I do a lot of basements and a lot of basements usually have stuff from like 30 years ago, some stuff from the seventies. I wasn't even alive then. So it's, it's almost like treasure hunting. You find all of these like you know, crazy things that, you know, like, wow, this was here before I was even alive. You know, the world didn't start when I was, when I came into the world. But yeah, it, it's a lot of 
things and packages from 30 years ago. And then, you know, the crazy thing is a lot of those things were never even opened. They kind of forgot about it and left it there. You know, so the values deteriorated, you know, so a lot of times people don't want to go down there because they don't want to deal with the, you know, the problem. But when you actually do it, you, you get to know that it's actually not really that hard. A lot of them is either not in good condition. We just donate them. Some pieces that you like, we bring them upstairs. We, I, we, we learn ways of, of how to use them. So it's, it's not really that hard, but you have to just ask for help. You need a, and maybe you already have this, but you need like a, another arm of your business that, that helps these people sell these things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. love Facebook marketplace. I sell stuff on there. It seems like weekly just, just sitting around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of them, I also do help with selling as well, especially mm-hmm. the, my older clientele, you know, cause there's always that piece where it was very expensive and it kind of still is. And you mm-hmm. don't want to give it away. You don't want to keep it. So I do help them with posting things on Facebook marketplace, you know, uh, so that there's another one next door neighbor, you know, every, mm-hmm. every city has, you know, their next door neighbor. So things like that. So I do help them posting as well. So it, it all always turns out fine. It always sells and yeah. You know, they're happy. That's great. So who would you consider a mentor in your life? And what would you say is the most important lesson they've taught you? My uncle. Okay. Is he a doctor? Yeah, yeah he's a doctor. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually the former prime minister of health of Nigeria. Oh my goodness. And, um, yeah. And so he just taught me the value of, you know, just hard work, you know, just showing up on time, you know, just doing your best, no excuses, just treat everyone how you like to be treated. He was always, you know, very prominent. People looked up to him and I always admired that. I was always like, wow, you know, like, I like that, you know, that's my uncle. I want to be just like him. You know, mm-hmm. at five years old, I remember that, like specifically in my head. And um, he's always, you know, kind of mentored me and, and told me that, you know, I can be whatever I want to be. So it's always about having that person in your corner that can sort of, you know, tell you, go for it. You can do it. You're an eagle. He says I'm an eagle. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But he never said you can be whatever you want to be as long as it's a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's kind of accepted it. He he knows how happy I am. He's very proud of me with how good I am. So I think he's, he's kind of let it go. I mean, he's 86, but still, you know, he's, he acts like he's 40 something years old. I mean, age is nothing in Nigeria. 86 is what? Like 86 is the new 46. There you go. Yeah. So before we get to the last question, I know that one of the things that you mentioned is, is you had an offer that you wanted to give to the, to the group. I think it was, you know, maybe the first 10 people to call you would get a free gift certificate. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So the first 10 people that call will get a gift certificate. Okay. So mention the show and, and Lavender will, will hook you up with a gift certificate and, where can our listeners find out more about you and your business and, and all the great things that you're doing? Yeah. So my website is www.lavenderorganizes.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at Lavender Organizes. And then I did do, you know, a few podcasts that's available on Spotify. You know, all you have to type in is Lavender Menakaya and you will hear more about, you know, what I do and the commercial, which will lead you all to know my website. Awesome. So last question, if you could hop into a time machine and go back to the day that you started Lavender Organizes, what one piece of advice would you give your past self? What's the one thing that you needed to know three years ago that maybe you've learned along the way? Just never listen to no. Okay. 
you know, like no's not in my vocabulary. It's always yeses. And when you, when you're thinking about never listening to no, is that more from a client or a potential client that's telling you no, or, you know, someone that's, you know, telling you, you can't do something or what are you thinking about when you, when you say that? You know, so, so like when, cause sometimes, you know, cause obviously professional organizing, it's a lot of money. It's not cheap. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's money involved and not everyone can afford my services. Sure. And so I remember I used to get really hurt when, when people would say, Oh no, I can't really afford that. You know, it's too much. And, you know, it made me feel bad, you know, and I would, I would, I would so and just be so sad. And, but, but then um, now, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm getting lots of jobs. So, I mean, so basically just don't take someone declining your services <clears throat> personal. I definitely have a clientele out there, but it's, it's, it's about finding that alignment with your clientele. So if, if a client can't really afford your services, it's okay. Others can. So just, so just move on, move right along. So that's something that I wish that I could go back and tell myself again, because I'm, I'm doing great now and I'm booked for the next two months. And yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's always, always a good feeling, but you're right. You know, when sometimes when you're first starting or we all go through periods in our business where we hear no, and that, you know, does something to us mentally and you gotta, you gotta shrug it off a little bit. Yeah. 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 Just shrug it off. And and you talk to yourself, I'm worth it. I'm worth my price. I work hard. So this is my price. Yeah. You know, you know, the value that you provide to your, oh, yeah. your clients. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. Well, Lavender, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for listening to the Small Business School podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. If you are a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other take their businesses to the next level. To learn more about our guest today or to be a feature guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com forward slash podcast for more info.